Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday, the 27th of May. Today, I'm joined by Laura Beattie, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi, Laura, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, Peter. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, So what did you find most interesting in today's uh, edition of Watson's Daily? Um, today I was really interested by the kind of ongoing um, debate about whether the patents should be wavered for the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hot topic. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, it's such a, such a controversial topic, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think we were kind of back and forth about it, about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and kind of looking what the law is in the UK it's kind of those patents are going to last for 20 years Mm. um and we were sort of you can't use the invention you can't keep the invention import it export it that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so there's obviously the whole um wider debate around developing countries obviously not receiving as as many of the vaccines and things like that Um, and I guess it on a more like a broader scale I feel like it's a global effort I suppose we're not going to kind of come out stronger unless the whole world is kind of recovering um, yes. so I think that's quite interesting and maybe a point to consider um, in, yeah. terms of, in terms of waiving the patents but what do you think? Yeah I mean I you know look it, it's it's a very difficult subject isn't it mm-hmm. because on the one hand you've got the humanitarian aspect of this where people are dying Mm-hmm. And they need vaccines, and there's there's just not enough to go round at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other side, you've got the pharmaceuticals companies who have sunk billions of, mm-hmm. of dollars into trying to make these vaccines. And let's let's not put too fine a point on it here. I mean, it's extremely difficult to to get a vaccine together, and even more difficult to do it in such. It, with such speed that we uh-huh. have seen, so you can you can see why the pharmaceuticals companies are not keen on just giving away their their secrets, mm-hmm. um, because that's basically what they do. I mean, I don't know the legal ins and outs of it, but I mean, if you did do, if you did say, here is here is the secret recipe, here is how to make it, um, and by the way you know we're going to give you let you you produce this now for the next six months mm-hmm. um and then it's going to come you know what happens after that six months mm-hmm. you know presumably um while that is going on the companies that are abroad that are making that will be furiously looking to try to develop a kind of variation on uh-huh. it um so that when when the patent stuff comes back again um, they can say that oh no we've got this new one and you know yeah it, I don't know I just I just think that it's a, it is a very it is a very you can see both sides and it's not just about greed mm-hmm. uh, it's not because that's the thing I think a, a, it's very easy to paint this as a greed versus need uh-huh. really and um, and yet um, there are definite um, arguments for both sides I mean I would say need does trump greed Mm -hmm. we all should trump greed Uh but then the pharmaceuticals companies will also argue and i think this is a very fair argument Mm -hmm. is once you do that 
than what happens with other diseases. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of these developing countries have been um, crying out for, say, uh, treatments for HIV and stuff for, mm-hmm. for, for years, you know, for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you know, that didn't happen. And, and certainly with um, HIV, especially at the beginning of, of it all, um, getting HIV was pretty much tantamount to a death sentence. Uh-huh. You know, so that that's the thing. A lot of people... I guess these days don't really remember that. And, and I think I was talking to you, wasn't I? You were about saying, you know, I, I definitely recommend watching that uh, uh, show, It's a Sin, mm-hmm. uh, with that guy, Ollie Alexander, from years and years in it. He's brilliant. But, uh, but anyway, no, I just, you know, there was a real fear. And that was very, and, and they didn't crack for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And here we are, you know, okay, yes, this is far more prevalent this affects more people mm-hmm. but still you know um if the 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 pharmaceuticals are, uh, are they argue if the pharmaceuticals companies argue if you make an exception for coronavirus then what about certain forms of cancer what about mm-hmm. you know what about hiv what about other other things as well mm-hmm. where do you do that and if if that happens then pharmaceuticals companies might not bother trying to push the boundaries mm-hmm. because um, they think that they'll get the, the rug taken from under them mm-hmm. um, at some point in the future. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's a very, it can be a very emotive subject, mm-hmm. and, but then again, it can be an immensely logical subject as well, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And I guess we were sort of saying that, I mean, there are certain companies who will be more affected. For example, Moderna a lot is writing for them on this mm. coronavirus vaccine, whereas for Pfizer, for example, they have other projects that they have income steadily mm. from. So it's kind of a case of more where the greed comes in more for certain um, companies. But I suppose if the World Trade Organization requires all 164 countries to consent <laughs> the, the likelihood yeah. of it going ahead is quite is quite slim i guess mm. i mean in theory you think yeah yeah no, they're definitely going to agree to this because it mm-hmm. just means that everyone's going to get more vaccines mm-hmm. but um yeah i think that's going to be that is going to be a tall order that mm-hmm. is going to be a tall order but and uh yeah do you sorry think that's okay <laughs> do you think that i because Angela Merkel had made comments um, about whether the patents are the thing that are holding back production or if it's more whether we already have the capabilities to produce the amount that we need. Mm. It's, a, it's a question of whether the, the patents are actually what's hindering the the supply, I guess, or whether mm. that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, it is difficult because I, you know, I'm not, I don't know the technical ins and outs i mean i think it i think it was the moderna uh, chief exec um was, was said soon after um uh this this news came out said he's sleeping really well because <laughs> he, you know he said he knows that he yeah that this take their some of these treatments take a, a very different and quite and very cutting edge mm-hmm. and even if uh, in, you know, they were saying that when they get um, people from other big companies, they have to retrain them um, mm-hmm. in the way in how to make these new um, these new vaccines. Mm-hmm. So they will argue that it's that um, you can't. It's not a case of just here's the recipe. There's a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Go and make as much as you want. Uh-huh. It's it's a lot more. Tri- it's a lot trickier than that. Now, obviously, they're going to be 
you know, they are those companies are biased. They are going to make it sound as difficult as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's a risk because even if you, you know, who's to say that if you did um, give uh, a, a company the recipe for how to make it and then said, okay, go ahead, mm-hmm. they won't be able to do it overnight. No, so what's not. And so what's the chances of that versus just produce more, you know, get mm-hmm. get more existing facilities going? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, will, will you be producing that much less or will it be more even? Because mm-hmm. the expertise is that much greater rather mm-hmm. than having to keep teaching people the new ways of how mm-hmm. to do it. But I don't know. I think it's a it's um, they they will the drugs companies um, have the will and the money and the firepower to to drag this thing out mm-hmm. for a long time. So I I I have to say I'm not hopeful that they will be able to that um, Biden will be able to go ahead with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but obviously we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it will be interesting for sure. So um, so anyway, um, I guess we will then move on um, to the other story um today that um, one that i was uh, wanting to talk about which was the news about nissan um uh, planning a gigafactory uh for sunderland mm-hmm. now apparently nissan is in um in talks with uh, the uk government about you know they want some money <laughs> <laughs> um to put into an electric car battery gigafactory in sunderland that could produce up to 200,000 batteries a year. Uh, It is slated to open in 2024. um, And um, I just think it's interesting because there's been a lot of talk about gigafactories in the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had um, Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk, Elon (laughs) Musk. um, He's he's, he's not, he's not Muslim. Um, (laughs) Elon Elon Musk. Um, Actually, so if he did, actually convert to islam i wonder if he could change his name uh, anyway um sorry totally random um but anyway making puns oh no yeah sorry that, yeah. <laughs> so um so elon musk popped over to the uk uh, a few weekends a couple of weekends ago in his private jet um apparently everyone was running around um and and trying to get councils to come up with potential locations for gigafactories whether or not that was for Tesla. It's is was not. I don't think it was confirmed or denied. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, you know, you've got British Vault, um, which has already, um, you know, they've got plans to um, <coughs> build a gigafactory in Blythe, um, and there's talk of other stuff as well. So, I mean, I think that the the mm-hmm. uh, it's really interesting the about the whole thing about batteries versus cars, and I think. Mm-hmm from an investment point of view, you would have thought that actually investment in batteries is probably a bit, is going to be a bit safer than mm-hmm. investing in, let's putting all your money in say one um, car company, for mm-hmm. instance, because you would have thought that, you know, other various marks will you uh, brands and things will use the same battery. So mm-hmm. batteries will you be able to sell more. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's good um but i think it will probably be good in the short in the short term well I'll say short mm-hmm. short to medium term um because it will be, because uh, the the demand will go up 
But I mean, what what do you think will happen to demand? I mean, I guess it looks. I mean, if they're looking to produce that many batteries a year, it's obviously a good thing, and they are probably hoping to have the capability to, you know, meet demands if it do if it does go up. But I think. I mean, there is, I guess we were saying, kind of the potential for commodification if if demands do go up, if they're kind of wanting to standardise a battery so that they Mm. can sort of supply more manufacturers um, of electric vehicles and things like that. Mm. So if the demand does go up, which I I suppose it will, I think there's a lot more um, willingness to invest in kind of the greenification, if, if you will, of mm. lots of different kinds of industries. And I think that in the long term, I know a couple people who actually already have electric vehicles. Mm. Um, and I think it's definitely becoming a more a more viable option. And so where, I think take up will be a lot higher in the future. Where, where do these people live? Are they are they from Aberdeen or they're, they're surely from outside Aberdeen? <laughs> Well, actually, it's quite funny you'd say that because when we were talking on our call yesterday, I forgot that my friend from Aberdeen had an electric vehicle. But <laughs> she actually, um, her parents work for a company that's very um, eco-friendly, like oh, very okay. environmentally orientated. And they use yeah. um, a lot of green power um, yeah. to power like their business. So oh, that's why they're, they're on board oh, with the electric vehicle. Yeah, yeah. No, that, so just, just, for, just for the listeners who don't know, they so, say, Basically, you, you come from Aberdeen, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. your, that's where you hail from originally. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you know, Aberdeen is absolutely synonymous with oil, mm-hmm. right? You know, lots of oil companies um, operate from there and things. And so actually, I think that the Aberdeen is often seen as a sort of microcosm mm-hmm. of the oil market you uh-huh. know, and what's going on. Um, so if, if, um, if oil prices are going up, Aberdeen's bustling, loads mm-hmm. of people, loads of money being spent, etc. Mm-hmm. But when it's going down, um, then then um, you know uh, shops shut, mm-hmm. um, less money being spent, more unemployment and things. Um, so that's what I was saying about with with regard to um, uh, electric vehicles. I would imagine a- Aberdeen will be one of the main places in yeah. the UK where you are not going to see an electric vehicle because yeah. they want they want gas guzzlers. <laughs> Uh, you know they want, they want people yes so <laughs> so yeah so um so yes i think that in a way it would be like the opposite of driving somewhere else you know where where you maybe people will be applauded mm-hmm. uh for driving an electric vehicle whereas huh? in, in in aberdeen maybe you have eggs thrown at <laughs> you or something um i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. but but anyway coming back to it i think that i think that the you know nissan uh, sorry, the, the, the whole battery thing is very interesting. I do think that, um, you know, we're going into, say, 2030, which is this supposed deadline that, that mm-hmm. we've got. Well, it is a deadline we've got, but whether or not we stick to it, I don't know. But if, let's say we do, um, I do think that, um, you know, battery making for the next, uh, certainly until at least 2030, I would have thought, is going to be the place to be. And um, if we can get involved in that, I think that that in the manufacturer, I think it will be really amazing. Mm-hmm. But as you said just then um, about the um, uh, what's that word? If the yeah, so just that's it. That the the, <laughs> the the what was it? Standardization. Yeah, standardization. Yeah, so yes, of course. I know. So so yeah, the stand, So basically, if we get the um, standardization of batteries, 
um, over over a period of time because people think that that is more that is more efficient. Mm-hmm. If they if they do that, oh, it's commoditization. That's mm-hmm. what I was looking for. <laughs> if, if if everyone decides that they're going to use the same battery, and it becomes kind of universal, then suddenly I think that the the um, the good times are going to end. The margins are going to go down because everyone's making the same battery, so they'll mm-hmm. they'll try and undercut each other, and then it becomes a um, a factor of 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 cutting the costs of production of those batteries. Um, but I do, but what, you know, when we were talking earlier, I did mm-hmm. say that I thought that um, <clears throat> although your initial, um, you know, one's initial reaction would be, well, that means that we're going to we'll lose out. So. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do well for until say 2030 or maybe a bit beyond but then if there is commoditization of battery manufacturer um, then it's going to go the battery manufacturer is potentially going to go offshore uh, mm-hmm. to places that can produce it cheaper but then it also depends on how much that production process can be automated because if it can mm-hmm. be then there'll be less reason for the batteries to go abroad um, mm-hmm. so it's it's you know again it's an interesting one but i think certainly for the next until 2030 and maybe a bit beyond that um i would have thought that being in batteries is is going to be a good thing and at least it means mm-hmm. that we it will be able to keep more uh production over here yeah uh car mm-hmm. production over here because if you're producing batteries over here and producing the batteries for the cars that you make here um mm-hmm. so so yeah, so I think that mm-hmm. uh, in conclusion for that, uh, I think this is it's good. It's good to be uh, exposed to batteries. It's a good thing for the car production industry in the UK to have battery factories here because it means mm-hmm. more likely production is going to uh, car production is going to stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the ve- over the longer term, um, whether or not they stay will depend on whether batteries become commoditized or not. Mm-hmm. What's just kind of popped into my head is, you know, how we were kind of talking about how obviously labour costs in the UK can be higher, I suppose, and how automation would obviously then be a be a way for us to remain kind of more competitive. Mm. I was just sort of thinking how a lot of um, regulation around, you know, like maximum working hours and things yeah. comes from the European Union. So I guess it kind of remains to be seen if we kind of drop some of those worker protections to become mm. more competitive, I suppose, after Brexit. Yes, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, but again, it, it does depend on how many people you need for these processes or whether uh-huh. it's a case of someone popping in. Oh, that sounds terrible. But just, sort of like, <laughs> just, just monitoring these mm-hmm. things and walking around. I mean, it's a bit like, oh, God, I think, God, I, I tell you, but all these things I watch on TV, uh, there was something with, with that guy from MasterChef, the bald guy from MasterChef. Oh, and, he, and, he does, and he does stuff about, um, you know, how these big factories make things like beans or, mm-hmm. you know, or, 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 um, or Mr. Kipling cakes or something. You uh-huh. see these vast, vast structures. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, actually, you've only got, a few people wandering around in them mm-hmm. who are just checking the machines. I actually, I, um, a few years ago, I, I, um, actually I went to, uh, a factory, um, uh, that was run by, uh, so, you know, um, oh, what's, what's that? What, that one that does the, Branston, right. The, oh, the yeah. basically the factory that makes Branston, I went there 
because I had mm-hmm. a job. I was actually doing an interpreting job there. And mm-hmm. um, so I went there and saw it. And it's amazing. You've got these big processes and things mm-hmm. and you've not got that many people. You know, and you, you sort of and, and I think that, you know, it, for instance, if battery production was like that, um, then then mm-hmm. actually you wouldn't necessarily see, um, uh, you know, to, you know, it would be you could still produce at low cost. And also, as mm-hmm. we've seen um, because of the coronavirus, there are a lot of things to be said to make sure that you do keep um, production near to where, you know, closer um, yeah because uh, that's also in itself is environmentally friendly as well mm-hmm. yeah definitely but there we go anyway we've covered mm-hmm. loads of topics today we've covered tv <laughs> we've covered aberdeen uh we've covered <laughs> you know obviously the, the vaccine stuff as well so mm-hmm. it's, it's all good right um, yeah but um but anyway um i just w- want to say that uh, t- today's uh, one of the busy busiest days for watson's daily so um i'm going to be doing live at five uh, on instagram um and uh, that will uh, that should go that should be fine uh, it also it does depend whether i i'm, I'm actually picking up my kids um, from <laughs> school so i have to i don't have the car today so uh, it depends on whether my legs can carry me back um <laughs> quick enough but it should be all right at five then at 5 30 um we'll, i'll be doing the um the call for watson's daily subscribers um where we'll be going through the week and um you know offering chance for q a discussion and all the rest of it obviously for the live at five i do, i pick on a few topics and i give you the chance to ask uh, questions uh, but obviously there's there's a lot less time because that's just in 30 minutes whereas the subscriber call goes on for an hour but anyway um thank you very much indeed again laura for your time thanks very much and um i uh, and also would like to thank um the listeners as well for listening and mm-hmm. we will be back again tomorrow for more commercially uh, commercial awareness fun and frolics and, <laughs> and stuff and uh and for your entertainment and and education. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. Thank Have a great you. day. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.